Gentlemen, welcome to Cartridge. The first rule of Cartridge Club is you do not talk about Cartridge Club. The second rule of Cartridge Club is you do not talk about Cartridge Club. Hello, good evening, good morning, good afternoon, whatever time it is while you're listening to this. I'm player one. One half of the Cartridge Bros, my uh, my significant brother, is player two. And uh, we host a little thing called the Cartridge Club. If you're listening to this, there's a good chance you already know what that is. If it's your first time, I will gently explain. Uh, every month we pick a game, much like a book club. We invite all of our friends to play along with us. Uh, everyone plays. At the end of the month, or thereabouts, we then invite three of those friends on to this podcast to talk about the game, where we do essentially a long hour and a half, two hour review of the game. So uh, buckle up, it's going to be a, uh, a bit of a bumpy ride. This month uh, we had a game that I was really happy to play and we found three fantastic guests for it, one of whom is actually the reason we are playing this game this month. So without further ado, I'm going to jump right into introducing you to our guests. So first up, we have uh, a bit of a YouTube celebrity. He's got uh, a YouTube channel where he does a uh, Different series of videos on uh, beloved RPGs, and he reviews them. The channel is called The Gaming Pilgrimage. He's uh, also got his own podcast called The Gaming Pilgrimage Podcast, and you can find him on Twitter at, you guessed it, at Gaming Pilgrim. Um, so I guess it's a little different. You may not have guessed it. Darren, I want to welcome you to the show. You're a returning guest, and thanks for being here. Hey, thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure. So I want to know, uh, we're doing something a little different this episode. I want to know if you could tell our listeners how it is that you found or how you joined uh, the Cartridge Club. Well, I've been here since pretty much day one since you guys announced it on your channel that you were starting it. And I was brought on to be a guest for, I believe it was the third or fourth episode when we did Silent Hill 2. Yeah, I think it was the second episode, episode yeah, two. Well, there we go. So yeah. that's pretty much where I jumped on board. And yeah, I mean, it did come with a letter threatening me to be on the show or else uh, <laughs> you'd shut down my channel. Yeah, yeah, that, that was the uh, the threat. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so yeah, I've been on since then. I was also on for the Dragon Quest episode, and I was supposed to be on for Secret of Mana, but I'm glad to be here to talk about Evermore. Excellent. Uh, we're happy to have you. And thank you for being here. And now I'm going to talk about our next guest. It's a little faster through the intros this time, so uh, please bear with me if I stumble. Uh, going over the script is difficult. So next up, uh, <laughs> there's not one written. Next up, we have uh, a student. He's a he's a full time student and a part time gigolo. You can uh, find him on Twitter <laughs> under the moniker of at Yoshi Knuckles. He uh, is probably the most mysterious man on the interwebs. He's uh, he's dangerous. He's exciting. And he's one hell of a gamer. Thanks for being back here, Yoshi. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, hello. <laughs> I don't even know what to say now. Just say Yoshi. <laughs> Yoshi, thank you for, uh, for being here. Why don't you tell everybody how you found the club? I'm trying to remember exactly who, like turned me on to it because I saw you guys around a couple times and just at the time a long time ago uh, so told me to join it so I went and joined it and it was around the time of the Secret of Mana episode or rather the month we did Secret of Mana was that your first episode? The Secret of Mana? I thought we'd had you on before that Yeah, huh. nope, that was the first one 
It's like your uh, secret of guest. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, you're okay, the only Yoshi, person. They only have me on for RPG episodes now. <laughs> yeah. Yoshi, you're the only one we know with enough time to play the RPGs that we pick. <laughs> well, Yoshi, we were happy to have you on that episode. We are even happier to have you on this episode. Uh, thank you for being here, and you can uh, let the ladies know where it is that they can uh, request your services later on. <laughs> 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 so next up uh, this man is the reason we played this game this month he mentioned it on an episode of my favorite podcast Retro Fandango uh, which I happened to be a guest on with him and the uh, decision was made right there he, uh, he's got the fastest fingers on YouTube he's got the best hair in the cartridge club mm. and uh, he's got more sleeves than a barrel full of J-Rock t-shirts Oh boy, he uh, he can be found on his YouTube channel, uh, which you probably have already seen because it's sm it's spattered all over Screw Attack and uh, Kotaku and every other gaming website. He is the uh, the ever loving Ness Romancer. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Sean. Thanks for having me, guys. I finally um, managed to uh, con myself onto the show. So yeah, yeah. we uh, I knew right away. Uh, from that moment that we spoke on the Retro Fandango episode that uh, I wanted to have you on, and so it was only a matter of finding uh, a game to get you on for, and luckily, you happened to uh, have a bit of a, a love affair with this one. Yeah, it seems we uh, have a shared interest, or shared love of this yeah, game. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, why don't you tell our guests how you found the club? Okay, well, uh, after I made my first, my very first video for YouTube, which was just shit, um, and no longer available, I might say. Um, I posted it on Twitter, I think, and J-Rock managed to see it, and he just uh, linked me over to the forums. I checked it out, and it seemed really cool because, uh, I don't know, m maybe it's because I have no friends. I don't know. I just uh, <laughs> I just joined straight away. That's why P2 joined. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, For anybody who doesn't know, Nestromancer does uh, like rock and roll covers of game of game music he's like uh a cooler edgier version of smooth mcgroove uh with less mouth action thankfully <laughs> <laughs> but just as much on cat. the camera, on the camera. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and uh the stuff that he does is fantastic uh if you're listening to this right now and you're in front of a computer or a cell phone or an ipad or any device that can access the internet pause this show and check him out right now uh, I guarantee you will find a song in there that you love. And the quality level of his videos, he's doing like Ziggy Stardust level music videos at this point. Like, he's walking through the forest. There's Somehow he's got the angles right so that the light glimmers down <laughs> on his hair as he's doing a solo. It's incredible. Like, uh, he, uh, he's definitely uh, stepped up his game. And it's, you should put that, uh, you should consider putting the uh, the first video back up so people can see where you were and where you are now. It's it's kind of a yeah. neat transition to see. We uh, we had initially taken our first video down, and uh, Vintage Video Game Geek and uh, uh, Chris, the NES Complex, uh, they convinced us to put it back up so that people could see that at one point, you know, you were just a budding little ukulele man, and now you are <laughs> a rock god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not completely deleted, so I might re-enable it sometime. Yeah. So... 
that's our three guests, guys. Um, I'm going to now pass things over to my uh, my wonderful brother, my partner in crime, and he is going to tell us what game we've been playing this month, and he's going to come up with uh, his very own description of uh, of that game. I am. I am indeed. I spent a lot of time on this, you know. Um, is our first video actually back up on YouTube? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is, yeah. Oh my, that is horrible. It was the uh, <laughs> the Twisted Tales of Spike McFang review, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is horrible, but a great game. All right, anyway, this month uh, we were all playing Secret of Evermore. So this is uh, the game, the sole game produced by Squaresoft USA, which is kind of a shame. I uh, feel like they could have done a lot more. Uh, a little upset that this was their only game. I guess we could probably talk about that in a bit. But uh, it was released in 1995, so kind of late in the Super Nintendo's life. Um, it did get a PAL release in 96, but never a, a Japanese release, which is kind of sad, kind of like Star Tropics. Sad stuff. Hmm. Who made Star Tropics? Um, I can't reach it. This Nintendo. Is, was it like Nintendo of America? Uh, you keep talking about Secret of Evermore, and I'll see if I can find the answer out. <laughs> okay, so Secret of Evermore, it's kind of like a uh, action RPG. It's uh, very similar in gameplay to Secret of Mana in the sense that there's a charge-up bar for your attack. Um, there's a ring system for your inventory. Um, but really, outside of that, it's sort of its own unique project. Um, and you really get a feel for that as you're playing through the game. This one is set in more of a modern setting um, at the start, like the main character, that is where he comes from, and then he sort of travels through time, and I guess is a way to a way to put it, it's not really through time, but different time periods on Evermore It's not even, well no, it's not different, because it's all the same it's all at the same time, it's just different locations Right, but it's different time periods of our history. Right, that's a better yeah, that's a better description. Prehistoric, um, and I believe if memory serves me, it was Nintendo IRD that did Star Tropics. Okay, I should know that considering I did the podcast with it. But it's just so sad that these games were never experienced in Japan. Yeah, now they get to know how it feels. Yeah, take that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Please don't be mad. <laughs> Please don't do that. They're gonna take away your work visa. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's the game we were playing. Um, this is not my first time through. In fact, I played through the chewed cartridge that that our dog, our puppy, chewed on when we were very young. Um, and it still works. I, I beat the game again now. And it, uh, yeah, it's still saved and everything, even though it's all chewed to crap. You've seen it. Um, yeah, that's right. Oh, that's the one I played. Very cool. Um, before we jump to the guests, how about you, P1? Was this your first time playing through it? Uh, seeing as you literally just said that it wasn't, um, no, it was not. I, I do fondly remember playing this uh, as children, and there are parts of the game that I remember spending hours in, and I can't wait to talk about them again. And I was really worried after playing Secret of Mana that it wouldn't hold up uh, to the, the rose-colored glasses that some of our games get uh, through nostalgia, and uh, I was pleasantly surprised. Me too, but big question. Did you finish it back then, and did you finish it this time? I don't remember finishing it then. Uh, I don't, I can't, I remember the ending, so I think we probably did. Mm, oh, I definitely did. Um, so maybe I, I might have seen you do it, but I do remember the ending from then, and I actually finished it uh, five hours ago. I completed the, the last boss fight. This is, this is amazing. Yeah, it's a glove game and an RPG, and I finished it. I know, you're, you're blowing my mind right 
impossible has happened. That's true. Right. <laughs> am I actually P1 or am I an evil robot P1? Oh boy. <laughs> Do you have a mustache? Wiggly <laughs> <laughs> one. All right, uh, Darren, Mr. Gaming Pilgrimage, was this your first time through? This was indeed my first time through. Like wow. Player One, I also happened to beat it this morning. This Ooh, nice. was a big day for Secret of Evermore. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've had heard of the game before, mainly through uh, other YouTube series like uh, 16-Bit Gems. They did an episode covering it, and so that's where I first heard of the game, but I never really uh, played it until this month. And yeah, it, it's, it is similar to Mana. It's also a very pleasant experience, and I'll get more into that later. Right on, right on. So you completed it from start to finish? This was your first time? That's amazing. Yes, yes. How about, uh, how about you, Mr. Yoshi Knuckles? first time through the game uh, like Darren I heard it through a 16 Gems episode and I just so happened to find it at a flea market one day for a price that was like okay and bought it and then it sat on my shelf for like three years and then you guys gave me an excuse to play it <laughs> nice. uh, that's actually a good question um, I mean I've been playing the copy I've had for a while what is this game going for right now Yoshi like what did you pay for it if you don't a couple mind. years ago, uh, I think I got it lower than the market price a couple years ago because I think I paid like thirty bucks for it. I can't, don't know what it's going for now. Hmm. Does anybody here know? Does anybody buy it for? Uh... No, I already i I had purchased a copy um, online a few months ago, and i I can't remember what I paid for, but I think it was in the the thirty to okay. forty range. That's pretty reasonable yeah. in terms of Super Nintendo, I guess. Yeah, it's around. Yeah. 40 I played the digital for the PAL version. version. Forty for PAL. Wow, that's is that yeah. is that good for PAL? That sounds good for PAL. Uh yeah. Most of them are probably twenty five percent more than yeah. the NTSC. So yeah, it's not too bad. Hmm. Okay. All right. Well, how about you, Sean? Was this your first time through it? Uh no. I've I've played it probably a thousand times before this run through. Oh wow! So yeah. you had it when it first came out way back in the day. Yeah, I got it in 96 on a cold, rainy day. <laughs> oh, that sounds like a great story. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's pretty terrible. Huh? Well, <laughs> it, it was just a really terrible day. Uh, I, I had I had the week that, the day off from school for some reason, and my brother did too, and we went shopping with my mum for some reason, and we picked up a game for the Super Nintendo, got home, plugged it in, and uh, we needed a Super Scope that we didn't have. So uh, oh, the next no. day... Yeah, the next day after school, we had to take it back, and we just picked up whatever was there, and it happened to be Secret of Evermore. So, oh wow, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry to make you relive that Super Scope memory. <laughs> yeah, but at least well, we couldn't get games. past the yeah, we couldn't get past the start screen for the Super Scope game. So whatever. <laughs> That's too bad. <laughs> what how many kids that happened to? What a sin. <laughs> that happened to me on a game for the Genesis. Yoshi, you're kind of cutting out on me. Is that just me? No, it's happening on the same nope. too. Are you okay, Yoshi? We're worried about you. So it sounds like everyone had a physical copy. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Uh, I except me. I played the uh, digital version. What digital version did you get? Uh, the digital one that you get online. <laughs> 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 I was like, what fucking word? Is that on the, the, I, I checked the Nintendo eShop. It was, I was just saying, like, it's uh, not on that shop. 
Oh, but uh, this game, it really ought to be on the uh, digital services. It, sh it should be. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think anyone has the original code anymore, so they just can't do it. Uh, oh, interesting. That's very possible. You can just borrow the yeah. stuff from my Retron 5 because it ripped it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, interesting. You could, hmm. They could just borrow it from a ROM. Yeah. Yeah, you figure it would be pretty easy for them. Yeah. Hmm. I think they have to port everything. It's not just a matter of emulating it, but I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, that sounds about right. Or as far as Nintendo is. Yeah. yeah. Your uh, your mic has improved, Yoshi. Much better. I moved. Uh, oh, perfect. perfect. <laughs> he was on the other side of the room before. Yeah. He's playing Ratchet and Clank. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yoshi, that picture, is that a picture of that you took? Of no. your... Oh, okay. <laughs> I just okay. asked if it's a selfie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Okay. So, let's jump into the story of this game, right. which uh, which I thought was pretty good. It's a it's a quirky little story. Um, it's kind of told in like a B-movie kind of uh, a way, and they make a lot of references to B-movies, which, you know, sort of helps carry that sort of theme along. Um, we let uh, Sean do this. It's, it's his... Yeah. His, we're playing because of him, so why don't we let him tell the story? Okay, Sean. Tell us the story of Secret of Evermore. Okay. Well, it begins with uh, Marty McFly. <laughs> ex ex <laughs> exiting a, a, a cinema. He starts walking down a street. Uh, he, he had his dog in the cinema, by the way. Uh, they chase a cat into an abandoned mansion. Uh, he gets zapped by this monstrosity of a machine back into what seems a hundred thousand years ago or something and anyway from there on he as anyone would do he wants to find his way home so he travels across uh, different areas of the world that he's found himself in um, and each area represents a different time period that existed on earth essentially apart from omnitopia the, the fourth world mm. and yeah it's just about his story of getting home rather than the uh typical uh rpg storyline of the time of trying to save the world or trying to save the helpless woman or i don't know or one of those variations yeah <laughs> yeah and i love that about this game it doesn't follow the yeah. same tropes that you would see yeah yeah, yeah. in in his journey he inadvertently is helping to save that world True. But uh, his main goal is just to get back to Podunk, USA. Podunk. A place where you can bring your dog into the movie theater. Yeah. <laughs> different different times the 90s, eh? <laughs> yeah. Know, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's a great story. It's uh it's like like he mentioned it's different from most RPGs, especially RPGs of that time. Yeah. Um the only other one to, to even sim similarly take place in a modern day time that I can think of is uh, Earthbound, mm. and that it is... shares a lot of the the humor as well. I think like, uh, just the B side of it. Yeah, it's a bit yeah. quirky. Yeah. yeah, it's very cheesy. So the the main character and his dog do not have names. There is no set names for them. There's no like real names like they were supposed to have in Secret of Mana. So you have to pick your name. So I need to find out. I must know. Uh, what did everybody name their uh, their boy and their dog? <laughs> I chose the best name. <laughs> yeah, I it? just named it after myself. Oh, did you? So Sean yeah. and uh, and dog. Sean. <laughs> no, and uh, 
Flash, actually. Flash? Yeah. Okay. Do you have yeah. a dog named Flash or a cat? Or... I do. I do. Oh. I do. A dog, yeah. Do you take him to the movies? <laughs> I, I, I sneak him in, but don't tell anyone. <laughs> okay. Uh, P2, what was your name? Uh, I just went with P2, and then I actually went on my old save file to see what I named the dog, and then apparently a uh, you know nine-year-old me named my dog Fang back then. I remember so I, that. So nice. I named this one Fang as well. So <laughs> I remember you naming the dog Fang. Well, there you go. <laughs> Good old Very times. Very cool. Yoshi, what were your names? Uh, well, Yoshi. Oh, I probably should have seen that coming. <laughs> we're all being really original. And Yoshi. Nope, <laughs> right. nope. Uh, I named the dog Gigi. Spell it. Uh, J-I-J-I. Okay. Is that from an anime? Uh, Studio Ghibli film. Oh. Which one? It's animated, right? Yeah. Uh, Kiki's Delivery Service. Oh, yes. The cat from Kiki's Delivery Service. The big fat cat? (laughs) Not a big fat cat. Oh, okay. No, that's Totoro, isn't it? Totoro. Yeah. 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 Huh, very cool. Very. Darren, what, uh, what what names did you choose? Well, much like I said in the Dragon Quest Eight episode, I always name every RPG hero, the ones that don't have fixed names, Darren, because Darren is the name of any true hero. And <laughs> Actually, uh, it's kind of funny that you say that, because in my old save file, my dog's name Fang, my main character's name is Darren. Damn right. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Yeah. No, it's not weird. It's good. Is it really? Oh, yeah, it really You is. need to take a picture of that and tweet that. To, that's... Right. that's my Twitter. I need to retweet it. But, uh, but uh, I also named my dog after uh, my real-life uh, uh, companion named Luke, who is... Oh. So, yeah, that was his name. Isn't that my one of the dog's... other uh, people on uh, your podcast? No. <laughs> but sometimes you can, I can see the confusion. <laughs> Those are all good names. Uh, everybody did good. They're all wrong, though. Um, <laughs> I lied when I said there was no real name. Uh, the boy character, if you look at his sprite, is wearing blue jeans and a uh, an orange, uh, what looks like a life preserver or orange vest. Much like, as uh, the Nestromancer alluded to, Marty McFly in, uh, in Back to the Future. And it was actually, they... They modeled him after that character. So they designed him to look like that. So naturally, I named my character Marty. Now, anybody who has seen Back to the Future knows there are two dogs. Uh, However, in Back to the Future 1 and 2, the dog that you would see when Marty is wearing his vest is Einstein. So I named my dog Einstein, as opposed to Copernicus, who appears in Back to the Future 3. You win. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I don't know, Darren got used twice, so I think that was. <laughs> I don't think Majority, you yeah. Copernicus into the dog's name spot. No, I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> so I chose Marty and Einstein, and I, I, I was I thought it was fantastic playing through the game. I was like, oh, this is great, it's Marty and Einstein every time it was said. And then there's a point in the game that we'll mention later, and I was like, holy shit, it actually is Marty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, I tweeted it, so it's already been spoiled. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> what? Either. Yeah. So that's uh, that's we... what we named our characters, and it's a it's a simple story. It's I'm lost and I want to get home. Yeah. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. but it works. That's enough motivation for me. Yeah. Hmm. So I mean, in an RPG, most RPGs, you know, we want like elaborate, good, detailed stories. So this one doesn't really have that. So what is it that makes it good? What is it that draws you in? 
You know, is it the combat? Is it the music? Is it the art style? Or is it possibly the dialogue? Um, playing through this game, it is very, very B-movie. And uh, I am going to make the statement right now that Secret of Evermore has the best script, bar none, of any video game ever written. No, that's... No. no that's wrong. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. What? It's wrong. You know what? I'll give you this. For the time it was released, it probably did, considering most RPGs at the yeah. time had butchered, horrible translations. You know what? I'll so, give this is I'll the give best. It, I'll give it for 1995. It's the best. Best um, yep. script by Squaresoft USA. <laughs> oh, damn, Although that's one I think, of. I think Earthbound had a better script. Ooh, oh. I, I could agree with it's that. Just me. How can you compare? How can you compete no, with? I no. protect the statue. It's a very important job. I used to protect a shrub. Protect a shrub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's hard to tell. You know. I like that. Followed by, I used to protect the sacred dog statue. Now I protect this big hole. There are worse jobs than mine. <laughs> Those are good quotes. What about uh, first we lived in Ebon Keep, then we lived in Ivor Tower. Now we live in Ebb and Cape again. I'm getting a little confused, and I'm quite tired of moving. <laughs> yep, yep. This is uh, gold. It is gold. There's also, stop. Tiny gives up. Please don't hurt Tiny. Tiny lives and Tiny throws and Tiny speaks in third person. Tiny doesn't fight. <laughs> third person. Oh, and this, this movie is Pep Marty. I'm going to call him Marty from now on. Um, Marty is a huge fan of B-rated movies, much like yourself, P2, and Rambox. He loves the B-movie. He can't get enough of the B-movie, and he has seen so many of them that he constantly is referencing them. Like when he... of curiosity, are you calling Pacific Rim a uh, B-movie? <laughs> Sounds kind of like that's what you're doing. No, it's a AAA title. It's, uh... Okay, carry on. Nominated for Oscars. <laughs> that's what All I it needed was Anne Hathaway flashing her tits, and it would have won. Oh, the... <laughs> <laughs> You know, so there's there's many there's dozens of quotes in this game. It's such a quotable game. They're funny. I actually laughed out loud a couple of times. But I want to know Don't everybody's. Don't the chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Did anyone get that? Yeah. Do you know what yeah. happens if you keep doing it? No. They, they you get, you get a huge packed. flock. Yeah, a huge flock comes and it will kill you. No really? Way. I did not know that. To actually get the quote to appear, you have to use a, uh, it's like a chicken whistle or something. It makes like a, a chicken noise, like a, like a squawk. And you have to keep mashing it for like 20 seconds. And eventually, this woman just freaks out and goes, hey, you, stop. <laughs> Don't talk the chickens. <laughs> that was oh probably the most, one of the most standout moments of the game for me. That is so funny. I didn't even know this. It takes a long time for that to trigger, though. Like, you're, you're pressing that button. You're like hearing that chicken sound for quite a while. <laughs> that's, that's funny. awesome so, so what made it worth it <laughs> what are some of your favorite quotes i want to know i really want to say mine so i'm just going to say it and then we'll find out what yours are the i you know like i said it's marty and einstein and i was thinking i think i'm right i'm pretty sure it feels good he looks like him he acts like him he's got a dog he's <laughs> traveling through time sort of it's definitely marty and then at one point when you're standing in uh ebon keep and you're in front of the bookcase, and I can't remember exactly what happens, but it's it's a big moment, and it's a big deal, and the only line that Marty says is, heavy. <laughs> Which he says nice. all through Back to the Future. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. And that, that's, there's so many great quotes, but that one instantly became my favorite, because it, 
validated my name choices. <laughs> so uh, I want to hear Sean's favorite quote because it's a fantastic quote. Okay, this might take two minutes or so. Here we go. <laughs> um, it was hard to choose, though, because there's so many, but uh, here goes. Please adhere to the following rule of the city square. No swimming, no swearing, no laughing, no crying, no talking out of turn, no line dancing, no moose calling, no sword play, no pumpkin carving, no mummified cat juggling, no wallowing in your own self-pity, no circumstantial evidence, no walking on the grass, no pancakes on Monday, no dessert until you eat your, your vegetables, no slapstick comedy, no balloon animals, and absolutely, positively, no barking like a seal. It upsets me. <laughs> That's very yeah. good. Uh, and you're sitting there clicking B as this scrolls through. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yep. oh, fuck. What about you, P2? Do you have a favorite? Um, I mean, they're all really good. Some loser with a stick is pretty good. That changes based on which weapon you have equipped, hey? Oh, really? Yeah, so if you're, okay. if you're holding the, uh, the claw, the axe, it says yep. some loser with a claw. Ah, and if you're that. holding the... Uh, Spear, yeah. This no, the spear is some loser with a stick. That's the one I always had on. Oh. So. Uh, if it's the it's just the bone at that point, isn't it? They say some loser with a, a femur, I think, or oh, right. some lo loser with a bone, maybe or a club or something. Yeah, but they anyway. actually changed it based on which one you had equipped. I didn't That's know cool. that. Yeah. yeah, I always had the spear on, which we'll probably get into later. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Um, Darren, did you have a favorite quote? Well, I do, I do enjoy Don't Taunt the Chicken, but uh, I think my favorite one, mainly because I almost made a drinking game out of it, was whenever the uh, main character, Darren, would go, Hi, I'm Darren. This is my dog, Luke. He's not feeling quite like himself right now. Oh, yeah. He says a... that to everyone. Yeah, that's <laughs> slow in the head. <laughs> that. that is a good one. Yeah. He does and say does that. does this dog ever feel like himself? Uh, only at the very beginning and the very end. Yeah. And some would argue in Omnitopia. <laughs> it's definitely in his prime. So good. Yeah. Um, what about you, Yoshi? What's your favorite quote? If you Somebody have one. Is, I found one. Somebody is watching over us, controlling us. It's true, I tell you. It's true. We are merely sprites that dance at the beck and call of our button pressing overlord. This is the video game. Don't you see? We are characters in a video game. Yeah, that's by the crazy that's philosopher. Pretty... Yes! Yeah. That's pretty good. That is yeah, good. Well, what did you guys uh, choose to turn him into? Did you do anything? I didn't turn him into anything, and he gave me the centurion cape. Nice. Yeah, if you, hit, yeah, if so... you press Y instead of selecting one, oh. he gives you a, a new set of armor. Yeah, so for anyone who doesn't know, yeah, if you keep talking to him, you can turn him into, uh, I think it's a basket of grain, a chicken, <laughs> or something else. Yeah. I can't remember. And then if you uh, prompt a conversation with whatever you turn him into, uh, the dialogue box comes up and it says something like, this is an inanimate object. It cannot talk to you. That's gold. Man, this yep. game is just... Oh. A close second for my favorite. We'll move off quotes here in a second, but a, cl a close second for me. So when you go to the different worlds, your dog changes shape. Uh, Marty stays the same shape, and uh, it was pointed out by uh, the guys on SEC podcast that that is most likely to help you build your attachment to the character by keeping him static through the whole game. 
Um, but by changing the dog, it helps you instantly identify which zone you're in. So your dog changes his appearance in each level. And when you get to the last level, Omnitopia, he's a robot dog, but he actually is just a floating toaster with a head. <laughs> and uh, the quote that Marty says is, uh, Einstein, what happened? You're so metallic, like Toastzilla in Attack of the Appliance People. <laughs> and, and, and you're like, oh, that's funny, because he says stuff like that throughout the whole game. But he doesn't stop there. He keeps going. He says, well, at least we'll be ready if we get attacked by bagel beasts or waffle weasels. <laughs> genius, man. Genius. Yeah. Yeah. I like uh, when you defeat the, the evil guy, Nobilia, and uh, just some random says, uh, that leader guy was a big flop with me. First, we don't see him. Then he tries to take over the world. He needs a lesson in public relations. <laughs> yes. <laughs> genius. Uh, yeah, so there's as you travel through the worlds, there's there's four worlds. Uh, you've got like a prehistoric world, uh, a uh, like an ancient Egypt type world, and then a uh, like a medieval times world, and then the future. Uh, and they're all worlds in this place, Evermore. So Evermore is actually this magical world that was created by a scientist from Podunk, USA, and it's supposed to take your dreams and you know your wishes and turn it into a place where you can go and visit. It's like your very own personal holodeck, but with real people that are created. Um, so each one, there was a horrible experiment that happened where uh, the scientist and his granddaughter and two other citizens and uh, the scientist's robot butler, um, this experiment sort of went haywire, and they all get stuck in Evermore, and uh, it turns out the robot butler is evil, and he's trying to... Uh, spoiler alert. He's evil, and he's trying to... Uh, <laughs> To take over Evermore. So as you're traveling through the world, you meet the different people um, that are like sort of the ruler of their own little section. Uh, and they are they, uh, the granddaughter is Elizabeth, also known as Fire Eyes. She's in the prehistoric world. Then you have uh, uh, Horace Highwater. He's the guy in the uh, sort of ancient Egypt world. He looks like, a, like an archaeologist or an explorer. You have Camilla. Is her last name Blue Garden? Yeah. Okay, Camilla Blue Garden uh, in the, the, like the gothic medieval world. And uh, in Omnitopia, it's the uh, the actual scientist whose name eludes me. Um, Sidney Ruffelberg. That's it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what did you guys think of the like? They're really other than the the other characters who are all unnamed. Um, what did you think of the four sort of supporting characters, and then Carl Tron? Well, Carlton Tron. The Carl. the first thing I wanted to know was, do they not age in uh, in Evermore? Because they're there for like what eight years? Yeah, and the little girl is still a little girl. That's true. Well, I mean, she could be. I mean, maybe she was five or six when the experiment happened, and now she's you know, uh, thirteen, fourteen. You know, because she's not. Maybe. Um, but it doesn't seem as if they age. Maybe it's like Narnia. Maybe oh, no, she did grow into those pink clothes. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, that's true. She uh, still fits into the clothes. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> well, they are sprites, so you don't get the best feel of how big they are. Yeah, true. true. But yeah, hmm. but anyway, sorry to <laughs> sidetrack. Um, Fire Eyes, I thought was great. Um, great uh, person to introduce you to alchemy. Uh, oh, that's original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I like <laughs> yeah. I like Blue Garden as much. But anyway, go ahead, John. What I think. Like? No, no, I was just making fun of uh, one of... I think it's the first quote that Fire, Fire Eye yeah. says to you. Yeah. Um, I like Horace. I don't know. I always had a thing for archaeology in ancient Egypt, so that was pretty cool to see. Mm. Yeah. yeah, Horace was pretty cool. 
I was really upset when his twin showed up, and I didn't know it was his twin. <laughs> in the in the green outfit. Oh, dude! No, it's in the dock, though, isn't oh, it? Oh no, you're seen. colorblind. Yeah. <laughs> Are you for real? Square soft new. <laughs> I was completely tricked. That's hilarious. <laughs> everybody else, everybody else playing this game knows, except for Ramsbox if he plays. <laughs> what? <laughs> I had no idea. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. funny. You didn't get tipped off, and he was like, "You have the diamond eyes. Give them to me now. Give them to me." <laughs> yeah, that's when I was like, "Oh man, what's wrong with Horace? Did he trick me this whole time?" <laughs> oh yeah. Stop. If I call beat, will it be the bad guy? <laughs> Why is he being mean? Why is he a different color? Yeah. yeah. What's I going did, on here? I, I didn't Why know am I giving him the eyes without asking this? <laughs> yeah, true, true. Like I said, the main character, he's a little uh, he's a little slow. <laughs> well, his name is... What was his name again? Darren? Yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. Hold on. Maybe oh. he's colorblind as well. Oh. Yeah. Getting deep now. Maybe. <laughs> um, Darren, Yoshi, any thoughts on the uh, the side characters that you meet along the way? I was curious to see who would go first, so I remained silent, but I will take the initiative. <laughs> but uh, I didn't really care for many of them. I'd say Fire Eyes is probably my favorite, just because she's kind of spunky, and I loved how all of the villagers kind of like have like this fear and respect for her. Yeah. Especially when the first time you meet her, she's just this little dorky girl, yeah. which I always thought was really funny. Or the moment she's like, I'll show you why they call me Fire Eyes. Yeah, I love that moment. Cool. So I think that kind of sold me on it, and I, and I used her call beat the most. Hmm. That's because yeah, it was the best. <laughs> yeah. That helps. She was the only call that I used until the end. Until we got yeah. Ruffleberg. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, that's a good one. I only used hers, but... Yeah. That's because you live by the motto of put a man near a fire, he's warm for a day, but if you light a man on fire, he's warm for the rest of his life. That is my going <laughs> motto. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Uh, so yeah. for me, um, is it okay if I mention some other side characters that you did? Yes. Yes, by all means. Okay, so um, I really like Tinker. He's really oh, fun. Oh yeah, Tinker, Tinker Tinderbox. Oh yeah. yeah. Is it Box or Bot? He was kind of like the Sid box. Of, uh, box, of Evermore, yeah. I guess you could say. Yeah. 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 And Cecil, I really liked. Right. Oh, oh yes. yes. Cecil was awesome. Yeah. How do you not? His rants about. Yep. His history and whatever. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I was still blown away because I had forgotten that he was in it. And when I got to him again this time, once again, blown away. Yeah. Oh, good cameo. It's like, here, buy my weapons. They're <laughs> yeah. really good. You know you want them. <laughs> so for anyone who doesn't know, um, in Final Fantasy II, the main main character is Cecil. He's a black guy. Four. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, that's right. I forgot Darren's in Japan. Um, so <laughs> I forgot we're living in 2015. <laughs> so uh, he's the main character, and uh, he shows up in this game in a, in a store where he's selling weapons and armor. And uh, at the end of it, you talk to him. It's just crazy. He talks about himself. He talks about Rosa. He actually mentions how he used to live in Baron, the castle he lived in. Yeah. Um, and how he, uh, you know, he's like, ah, I went on to save the world, and now my wife and I just sort of live here, and I sell armor. I sell the stuff that I gathered. Um, and there's actually an old lady in one of the back rooms, and I wonder if that's supposed to be Rosa. But uh, there's no name on her. She sells the, one of the alchemy spells. All right. I hope not, because that lady was generic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but at the end of it, he gives you the, a bazooka. And uh, I tweeted a picture of it. I was like, uh, I think I was, I tweeted it at Square, Square Enix. And I was like, can you please give us more moments like this? 
<laughs> and uh, somebody on Twitter, I have to look for the name, starts with an L, I can't remember, Light something maybe? Um, he replied with, uh, when the Paladin of Baron gives you a bazooka, you know shit's about to go down. <laughs> that's, that's, that's great. Yeah, but uh, so that wasn't the, the only... Qu- there's an answer for that question, though. Square says yes, except it'll be with lightning for the next ten years. Uh, Don't say it. That's <laughs> good. It'll happen. It'll happen. Final Fantasy no. 15 lightning summon confirmed. Can we, can we get some more snow villiers? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but uh, <laughs> Cecil wasn't the only. It's really weird for me to call him Cecil because we called him Cecil growing up as kids the whole yeah. time. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I know. either is okay. Yeah, but you said Cecil, so I wanted to keep it consistent. Um, um, I'll say Mary Mario. Thanks. Mario. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, in the uh, there's a Colosseum fight where you fight against uh, a gladiator, and uh, as the as the screen scrolls pans down, you can actually see characters from Final Fantasy three. Six. <laughs> it's a uh, lock and a uh, a Moogle and. Hold on, uh, Terra Lock. How do you get these? When you're in the Colosseum, it just as you as you go to fight the as the, in the background. As, yeah, yeah, as the, ca- as the yeah, camera watching the fight. Yeah, as it pans down, it's all the generic heads like just sort of yeah, flips, yeah. and then there's six of them all sitting right next to each other. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah. I never noticed. Yeah, um, Dean mentioned it to you in uh, on the forums, and you've replied. So you're either a liar now, or you're a liar then. I'm gonna go check the forums to see if that's true. <laughs> Maybe he didn't notice Dean's comment. That is very possible. I think he said, "Hey, Dean, that's cool." <laughs> what? <laughs> Didn't even read the message. He just went straight to the response. Let me the see. Guy. So, uh, any other characters you wanted to mention, Sean? Uh, just those six: the Terra Lock Mog Strigo, mm. I think you say, Relman Umaro. Yeah, that that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. No one other than that. Oh, except Queen Blue Garden. Fuck, she's annoying. So. Oh yeah, she was. Uh... <laughs> oh, I did not like her. Yeah. No, that never happens. Team doesn't say anything on here about that. I'll show it to you after in the show. But he definitely mentions. Did you not see the six guys, uh, or did you see the six? He says the other. He says the rest of the cast. So I think he might have initially thought that it was the guys from Final Fantasy 2. Ah, I didn't even see it. I can't believe I missed that, though. I did. Oh, I did see. He said it after I said it. I didn't respond uh, to that. Okay. <laughs> when, when did he post it? It was... Uh... Moving on. <laughs> so you have to check the forum in how long? He was too busy playing. <laughs> oh, but man, I can't believe they put those in too. Like, what a great game to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Oh. So, I mean, that's pretty much the story of the game. Like, you're trying to get back home, and you're at, and you're helping these people to to fight off their evil robot twins that uh, mm-hmm. that the evil robot Carltron has built to help take over Evermore. So, uh, by helping them, you're helping the people of Evermore, and you're going to help these four get back to your time. Um. Or back yeah. to you, back to Podunk USA, I should say. Good old Podunk. So, yeah, I mean that that's pretty much a start. Other than playing the game, there's no more of the story you're gonna find out. And I, I'm gonna we're gonna jump into gameplay now. And a lot of people consider that this game is uh, very close to Secret of Mana, and there are similarities to it. But before we start talking about gameplay gameplay mechanics, um, I want to make the statement that for me, uh, after having played this now and played Secret of Mana. A few months ago, um, 
saying that these games are similar is like saying that Final Fantasy is uh, similar to um, Shin Megami Tensei because they're both turn-based RPGs. You know, they are... They, these games share a few mechanics that are similar, but they couldn't be farther apart in level of quality and, and uh, delivery for me. So... Yeah, I think we can move on into into gameplay, into the, into the actual mechanics of how the game plays, because that was our biggest gripe with Secret of Mana. <laughs> it was. Well, yeah. mine was more the translation, but actually, um, yeah, that might have been the worst. <laughs> <laughs> translation was the problem. <laughs> the mana. So P two, uh, I'm gonna. You know what? You normally steer all these shows, and uh, I've been okay. I've been doing it here, and I'm gonna step back and let you. I keep. know it's been awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, yeah, so I personally, I mean, throughout the game, there's a bunch of different weapons. I use the spear. They all have their own sort of uh, advantages. The spear has the ability to charge up and throw it, so it turns into a projectile weapon, which I found the most useful. Out of curiosity, I'm curious what you guys use the most. How about you, Yoshi? Same thing you did. I yeah. speared 95% of the game to death. Yeah. <laughs> that was a wise choice. <laughs> yes, it was. How about you, Sean? Yeah, same thing. I mean, you really need the distance when it comes to the, the spiders and the mad monks that can uh, confuse you or poison you. Yeah. It's just not it's just not worth it getting up close to them. I agree completely. Is there a large difference in, in strength or power between, say, the axe and the spear? Like, is I it... think that the axe and the sword are quite a bit stronger than the, okay. the, than the spears, yeah. So it is noticeable. How about you, Darren? Did you use any of the close-up weapons? Well, basically up to the point, I think it's Antiquia is the second world. It's right after the prehistoric world. Yep. Up to that point, I was using the spear like yourself. But yep. uh, I quickly come to the realization that, uh, hey, I can do this a lot quicker and more efficiently with alchemy. Yeah. And so mm. I basically just stopped using weapons at that point. Yeah. I, I just became I was... the god of alchemy. I actually did something very similar um, and sort of got myself stuck at one point where I couldn't buy the proper materials for this spell that I use all the time mm. but I'll give you that in a second how about uh, how about you P1 uh, I as well I was a spear guy um, so in each world you get a different sword axe and spear so you start off with a bone a claw and a, a stick then it's <laughs> like a, a copper sword, copper axe, copper or brass, copper or brass, yeah. bronze that's it, uh, of the three and so on and so forth, and each one you can level up to, to three levels um, to charge it, and, and you only level it up by using it um, so I used the spear a lot I actually used the bronze spear for most of the game, and then switched to the laser lance when I got to the last level, oh, yeah. because I found I didn't want to bother taking the time to level up the other ones to be able to throw them yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, but in my last fight with uh, in the last boss fight, I actually used the bazooka quite heavily. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty yeah. invaluable. But uh, the spear was the way to go. It's that giving yourself that ranged attack uh, is you you really do need that. There are some bosses that without it, you're you're really playing a game of oh my goodness, I have to heal right now. Yeah, heal. actually. Can we, do we are we Eel. bringing up the bosses later or should we just bring them up right now we'll bring them up in this yeah because there is a boss and you're describing him kind of right now and it's the rat king I believe his name is <laughs> Verminator Verminator yeah yep. that guy was such a dick like I <laughs> I 
I, this was at the point in the game where I was using flash through the whole game. So my flash was like level eight. Oh, that's your nine. mistake. Yeah, but it was super strong. It was amazing, except I couldn't buy ingredients at this point in the game. Oh, and the oil. Yeah, the oil gets pretty rare. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. And I was so upset I couldn't get oil. Um, tons of wax, no oil. So I get to this rat dude, and I'm like, I can't cast my spell that I've been using for the past, you know, 10, 10 bosses. So I'm, that's, I died. I died twice. I'm very upset. And then I realize I have 14 call beads, so I just kill them really quick with them. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's I was so thing. mad when I got to that point. But uh, that's probably the, the boss that stands out the most to me, and it's only because of that. Uh, how about you guys? Any memorable bosses? Before anyone says anything, I'm calling out that snake boss, which is the that second boss of the game. That boss was one of the worst experiences I've had fighting <laughs> a single <laughs> enemy in a game in a, lo in a long time. That's what but you need the spear for. Salabog. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, you gotta yeah. use a spear, and I, I basically, yeah. I, it's just because he has so much health, and you can only hit him once, and then he pops his head down, pops back up, yeah. and he has so much HP, and it's just the most boring, redundant thing. And yeah. I found that really disappointing, because the first boss is the cover of the game, and it's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. It is awesome. And yeah. so I was expecting to, like, each yeah. boss to kind of up the ante, and then I got to the snake boss, and I was just pissed. Yeah. Like, what the hell is this? I know, I hated that boss. I was but... like, who thought this was a good idea? It, it did, Who did looked that, at the number scaling? It was very <laughs> tedious because it was a long, repetitive fight. Like, your dog could take care of the sprites. Your dog can't even hurt the freaking snake. Yeah, and uh, which was a... Well, there was a lot of uh, boss fight. Any boss fight that could be hit through melee, my dog killed, and I just healed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. So, uh, props to Einstein for taking care of... Thrax and Magmar. And... <laughs> That's great. Yeah. How about you, Yoshi? Any bosses that stood out to you? I like Thrax. Um, I liked a good bit of the bosses. They were all, most of them I felt were neat. Yeah. Uh, I didn't have any problems with any of them because I kind of over leveled the entire game. What was the, what was your level at the end? Just out of curiosity. Like forty something. Oh, wow! Holy crap! Yeah, you're not joking. <laughs> well, I found a leveling glitch later in the game, right the... before Omnitopia. There's a leveling mm. glitch. Oh, what is it? Is it the uh, the fight with the Oglins with Tiny? Yes, yes. Yeah. You quite literally stand in a corner and let your dog do the work, and then yeah. walk away and come back in like an hour or two. Move a little bit. We'll restart it again, and then you just walk away again. <laughs> Is that why you got 92 on that calculus homework? Because you were uh, <laughs> cheating Secret of Evermore? <laughs> that calculus. That was in calculus. Oh, uh, there was a there was a homework assignment you got 92 on, and you were unhappy about it. <laughs> I got 91 on it. Oh right, right. Hence <laughs> why he was unhappy. Yeah. Um, that was yeah. That is a that is a high level. I I attained level 33. After killing the final boss, I leveled yeah. up when I beat him. Um, I leveled that, up when I beat him too. <laughs> I think I was thirty-two. Yeah. Yeah, that's you are really up there for forties. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, I was like level thirty-three when I started doing that. Ah. Holy jeez! Wow. What uh, what level did you finish the game at, Sean? I think around thirty-six or so. Okay, Darren. Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah. I was, I think, 34 or 35. Yeah, so we're all right around the same, except for the cheater. Yeah. I didn't cheat. <laughs> I didn't cheat. 
The game let me do it. <laughs> it's not like the game says you can't stand here in the corner and let a dog run around killing the things. Like, <laughs> true, true. Oh, the game that, I did find we the, do. I did find a couple other uh, good leveling spots. Like right at the beginning, there's like a bunch of like snails. Yep. In yeah. The I, first world. I took your. You just advice. go from the snails. You walk out the screen. You come back. Fight them. Rock out. Come back. Because of uh, because of that, because you said that, I was able to get my flash up to like level four within the first you know hour or two of the game. It was great. When I got the laser lance and all that stuff, I went right back to that spot. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, and then you could just walk around and just smack them at whatever percentage, because every one you kill counts as a point. Ah, genius! That's why my bone was such a high level. <laughs> Yeah, on on the first level of the for the weapons, it takes one hundred kills for it to level second up. Second one's two hundred. Yeah, oh my exactly. Gosh, and no the third one I think one. is three hundred or something. I did like not that. know. I had no idea what the uh, the correlation was to, between it leveling up and or not. Yep. Hmm. You just kill it. Yeah, that it makes sense to go kills. back to the first world where you're just walking around, but you raffle have to, stomping. The last hit has to be with the weapon, I think. Ah, okay. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. So you'd have if to be the careful then, because... If the dog kills it, nope, you gotta turn your dog off, and you gotta walk around and do all Yeah, that. you just put him on search, yeah. Okay. Yep. Huh. So in this game, uh, both the dog and the boy attack, uh, so if, if you haven't played it yet, if you're listening to this and you haven't played it, um, when they... You, you have a counter that builds up to 100%, and when you're at 100%, you do your best damage. You can also hold in your attack button and build up to level of attacks. And then you hit the enemy. Well, while you're doing this, your dog is also doing the same thing. He's either attacking at 100% or he's attacking with a built-up level based on what you tell him. Um, however, if you both hit a creature at the same time, instead of one canceling out the other, <laughs> in Secret of Evermore, they add! <laughs> so, uh, you don't have to worry about any missed attacks, you know, building up to a level 3 and having your dog take it away with a, a level 1 attack. So, yeah. uh... Oh, it was dad. such a so nice to see that. There are other games that have similar mechanics that that don't. <laughs> or just one, really. Yeah, just one. <laughs> I was just uh, thinking of another boss that I remember. Um, the the one where you're fighting like the shadow version of yourself. Oh, in the, fight, in oh, the, the dark bad forest. Boy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You had to fight three of them. I, yeah. I didn't enjoy that fight either. This was also during my flash drought. <laughs> uh, Stick with Crush, and you never look back. Yeah, yeah, I heard Crush, Crush just destroys everything. Yeah, I heard that. I think it was on the forums. I think yeah. Yeah, it might have been you, Sean. Actually, said it. Yeah, it was. It was. But that was my uh, my regret not going with Crush. I just love Flash. It yeah. has a cool effect, and it was strong. Crush, you well, have the hands of God crushing your enemies. What more do you want? I crush you. <laughs> I'm crushing your head. I crush <laughs> my enemies. <laughs> Crush. Yeah. I just wanted to uh, mention another boss, the yes, Aquagoth in the in the bottom of the well. Oh just before, yeah. Right before yeah, that that one is is really cool with the tentacles and everything going oh, on. Oh yeah, yeah. Not only is that boss cool, but the the fact that you go up out of a well and these people have been yeah. drinking this water. Yeah. <laughs> it just left this creepy feeling in me. I was like, ugh. <laughs> these poor people. Yeah, that, that was creepy. That was a great boss, actually. Yeah, and then your dog jumps up. So the dog goes through different transformations. He starts off as a Jack Russell Terrier, and then uh, I assume that's what it looks like in the sprite form. 
And then uh, in the first world, which is like a prehistoric world, he looks like a big snarling wolf. Uh, in the um, uh, ancient Egypt world, he looks sort of like a sleek uh, hieroglyphics dog. I'm sure those have maybe a greyhound. Um, and in the uh, mid- mid- medieval, thank you, medieval world. <laughs> I'm sitting here staring at my screen like you're such an idiot. <laughs> just, just say the word. <laughs> he looks like a, a, a French poodle, and then in Omnitopia, he's the floating toaster. So, what? What is your? What, which was your favorite uh, a dog uh, appearance? Uh, I like the the big wolf myself. Yeah, but the toaster's cool. Yeah. What about you, Yoshi? Uh, well, I, I gotta go with the toaster. I gotta go with the toaster dog. Fair enough. Okay. Oh, this was supposed to be it's a graphics. floating toaster dog. Oops. The toaster <laughs> is pretty cool. And then every now and then you can actually see little puffs of smoke that look like toast come up out of the slots. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, what about you, uh, Sean? Uh, probably the toaster as well. I mean, it's a toaster that shoots laser beams, right? That's really hard <laughs> yeah, to yeah, yeah. The dog. It's hard to beat. <laughs> and the robotic bark is pretty cool. Yeah. The dog was like the strongest thing at the end of the game. Oh, man, like, he was kicking ass. Yeah. The dog like, kills the final boss. <laughs> yeah. My, like a, a level three charge attack, I think, was like a 1,400 damage. Oh, my God. Think about it. The dog's the real hero. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, which dog was your favorite, Darren? Which skin? It has to be the original dog from the starting scene. Ah. No, I'm lying. It's the toaster. Lame. <laughs> it's the toaster. I, uh... I liked, uh, the toaster. I liked him as the sacred dog, as, like, the sleek hieroglyphic, uh... Yeah, I, I did, too. Yeah, that's cool. Does he fly? Because, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if he doesn't, I think you're wrong. Uh, no, he doesn't fly. <laughs> he does do long jumps, though. Yeah. <laughs> that sore spot. That's funny. Oh. That, uh... Oh, yeah, because you don't... Yeah, you I don't... hated that part so much. <laughs> um, so I sort of jumped at a gameplay. We're going to get back into it. I just... We talked okay. with... I love okay. the dog. Let's talk a bit about alchemy, because the way that the magic system works in this game isn't quite like every other RPG. There's no mana. There's no, you know, MP. It's, it's a formula. So you collect materials... And depending on what recipe you have, you combine these materials to make the spells. Um, I thought this was great, minus the drought of Flash, like I mentioned earlier, which was my own fault, I suppose. Um, But I thought this was a great mechanic. You level it up just like you do with your weapons, um, which I also thought was amazing. You can sort of pick and choose what ones you want to be. Um, But uh, Darren, what did you think about this uh, sort of magic system? I really liked it. It was a nice change of pace. It also was kind of that RPG trope of collecting all of this stuff to make sure you're just stockpiling it. And then I felt like the game does a really good job of rewarding you for constantly using your materials because yeah. it, it, except for your case with the drought for uh, the materials you needed for Flash, yep. you could find a lot of alchemy materials just in every area of the game, just around the ground. Your dog sniffs them up every now and then, sure. or you can buy them in shops. Yeah, it was my so, own fault for not diversifying. <laughs> but uh, I will say that Secret of Evermore does kind of suffer from that same problem Secret of Mana had, where using alchemy is infinitely superior to fighting enemies physically. Yeah. So if you do go to the alchemy route, you can make the game pretty much brain-dead easy. Yeah. I, uh, I did notice in the later levels that when you use alchemy, if your dog attacks uh, the same target, 
those attacks don't count. So uh, at least oh, they really? did sort of try and balance it that way a little bit. Hmm. Um, yeah, if the if the creature's being affected by an alchemy uh, formula and the dog hits it at the same time, then it doesn't doesn't register the dog's attack, which hmm. at a fourteen hundred three level charge is kind of a Piss off. Yeah. Also, I don't know if you guys ever did this, but do you ever just throw a bunch of buffs on a dog and watch him go to town? No, no I never. And you know what? I didn't use any of the buffs. Yeah, same here. You use them on I the dog, the and he is just so much better. Wow, cool. So, so you guys never used the energized? No, no. That one is great. Oh, dude, you yeah, didn't use energized? Oh. <laughs> What's wrong with you guys? That's like the last spell you get. This podcast is over. <laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't use Energize. I didn't use Barrier. Uh, I didn't use... Dude, you were barrier such... makes you immune to the last boss, just so you know. Do you know what Energize does? It quite literally instant charges your beam. You don't have to charge anything. Just 300, wait a second. 300, wait a second. No 300. way. Yeah. yeah. So he used that with the dog, and he's... Heavy. Dog because dog. <laughs> Dude, I slaughtered the final boss. It wasn't even hard. Oh, why didn't I use better. energize? I am upset with myself. I, just I always tried every much. spell right after I got it just to see what Dude, it kind of did. I didn't use I, most of them. I ignored completely. Me too. I, I used uh, regrowth <laughs> once. I think I used regrowth. Uh, regrowth. It's uh, <laughs> it's like uh, it's a uh, hot. It's like regen, right? Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I uh, heal over time. Slipped into Warcraft oh, there. <laughs> Pulling. Don't fall back. Um, wow, so there's a whole other world out there. Yeah. And and this it's cool because it's not just you walk into the you get to the town, you walk into the shop, you buy the spells. Some of these, like a lot of them, you have to go find them. Yeah. And oh, yeah. if you don't do certain things, you can't get them. There was one in the uh, the Great Pyramid that I just missed out on because I hadn't talked to Mandronius or whatever his name was prior to going there so I couldn't it wouldn't let me open it fireball right yeah, yeah. Uh, no not fireball there was another one I got fireball oh but I ended up not being able to get nitro um uh. and they like Did they you get hide sting? I got sting yeah nice yeah but I didn't use it though I uh, no. like P2 I used flash and then I, I built up fireball as well because I I started running out of uh when I, when I noticed that I couldn't buy oil at the stores anymore, I figured I should probably use one oh, of the ones boy. I could buy for. Oh, but, boy. I mean, not everybody would notice that little oh, thing, Oh, boy, know? here we go. So, uh, I mean, I understand completely, <laughs> just not realizing, right. you know. All right, then. I, there's no gasoline sold here. Well, we should keep driving as fast as we can. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. What a jerk. <laughs> hey, yeah, I, so I, I guess you guys uh, noticed that... Um, the ingredients that you can buy kind of represent the area that you're in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but did you realize that the alcohol, the ethanol, is the cheapest where all those pirate guys live? I thought that was a nice kind of touch. Didn't oh, even notice. I didn't That's realize genius. that. Genius. Because sailors are drunks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That is funny. That's good stuff. You know what? Little details like that make the difference between an average game and a and a a, a good game. You know what I mean? Uh, for yeah. me, anyway. Uh, so yeah. that's alchemy. I I just want to say, um, alchemy is so much better than the, the like the MP or the mana system. In in my opinion, it, mm -hmm. it, it just I agree. It's it just gives you. So, so much more uh, like a suspension of disbelief when you're not just looking at statistics. You know, you actually have to go and find these things. 
Yeah. Yep. Both yep. the ingredients and the spells. Right. Not only that, but it's like there. It, it's more intense when it's like, oh, holy shit! You know, like if you've got a mana bar, it's well, I'm just gonna keep casting fireball, 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 yeah. and I'll wait till he's dead. You know what I mean? If I run into stuff for healing, oh well. But in this, it's like, all right, I've got 45 fireballs. I've got the ingredients for 45 fireballs. And as you're going through them, you know, you're like, oh, my goodness. Like, <laughs> I, you know, I'm, I'm running out of fireballs. Like, I can yeah. cast all kinds of fucking healing spells. Why can't fireballs be cast with root? Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't just pop an ether and be able to cast another 45. You yeah, know? it's, uh, mm. it definitely adds an end. Okay. Garrett, are you being uh, sucked into Evermore? Pardon? Is you're, there uh, a tornado somewhere? Yeah, your your mic is suddenly uh, spiked. Oh shit! Is it still spiked? Are you um, doing this on the freeway? No. Your uh, attention. This is Caltron. <laughs> there we go. That's better. Yeah, that was weird. It was just we could suddenly hear all of the atmosphere. <laughs> I apologize. It's something I try to keep hidden. That's, Darren's actually recording this from the ozone layer. Point <laughs> after Kevin, don't tell him. <laughs> um, what are we saying? Alchemy, yeah. So it's like, yeah. it's more intense. And it's like D&D, if you go back to original D&D, the wizards in that, you have to memorize your spells at night. You only have so many based on your level per slot, based on the level of spell. But you also, uh, in some uh, campaigns, you would need ingredients to actually cast the spells. Uh, if you read the Dragonlance books, uh, Raceland actually has pockets full of spell components. So it's actually more, it's closer related to magic from old D&D style than uh, than the mana system is anyway. Yeah. It's actually Based on this description of how you like limited uses of stuff, I think you would really like this crazy game series called Fire Emblem. <laughs> I do like Fire <laughs> Emblem. <laughs> I need to play more of those. Yeah, you do. You I do. To... Play them now. <laughs> like right now. That's what I'm here for. It, well, uh... Sorry, Angie. Went, all I did was use the defensive spells and the healing spells and stuff like that. I didn't level up anything. I just kind of went with it. And they leveled up on their own. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> specifically try to level up any of my spells like P2 did yep. there because I felt like I could beat the uh, the bosses on my own without having to need a crutch. Um, oh. But... It's, uh, mechanic, it's totally viable. <laughs> Flash hey. ended up being like level eight, and my fireball was level four, and just from using my heal, it was like level five. Yep, my heal got the level five, and it was my. Did you get the spot. Uh, the the like super heal? I forget what it was called. Yes. No, I never got that. It's pretty good. I got yeah, that. I didn't use that. But yeah. Uh, and stick what, with heal. I can't imagine having to need super heal because a level did. Did. a level three or four heal filled me up anyway. Yeah, exactly. you didn't. Well, super heal level zero fills you and the dog back to full. Yeah, oh, wow. it's pretty good. Automatically, that's crazy. But yeah, if you have heal leveled up, you're you're probably good to go. Yeah, alchemy. Yeah, love it. Use crush <laughs> and right. energize. Crush and energize. Yeah, if I play through this again anytime it's... soon, it'll be energized all the way. Yeah, for sure. Well, you only get energized. I think it's the, the last. Day. Yeah. yeah. The end. Yeah. Well, then it's I'll the use it at the end, end motherfucker. Final <laughs> boss. What's next, P two? All right, looks like whoa, next. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Are... You can't skip. You can't jump from gameplay without talking about the game's biggest issue. We're still in gameplay. 
Oh, are we? Okay. Oh, yeah. No, no, I want to hear what wants to say. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, because I thought we were just going to jump into like graphics or... Uh, no, we still got to talk about uh, running out of stamina. We got to talk about not having fucking maps for that Ogwin cave. Oh. I, I, good, we're going to the same place. Because I was going to say, this game has a serious hard-on for labyrinths and mazes and areas yeah. with terrible layouts. Yep. It drove me nuts how every, at least there's one in every world of just some <laughs> asinine labyrinth that's there to waste your time. Yeah. Well, what about the, the, the prehistoric world? That one was okay, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, the waterway was a little annoying, but the, uh, it just it ramps up and all the yeah, other. Yeah, you're right, yeah. you're right. They also, how that. did they get a waterway under a volcano? Uh, it's a cooling system, just like they have cooling for nuclear reactors. <laughs> for water? Boom. <laughs> <laughs> um, you have a flying toaster that shoots lasers later on. You're worried about the waterway under the volcano? That's in a science <laughs> Science, science explains that. Exactly. Future Eight man can explain me their engineering. It's the Vipers. Everybody knows the Vipers are well advanced. Yeah, those Vipers were tough shit. <laughs> yeah, that Oglin cave though. Oh my god. So for people who haven't played, it's this dark cave. You have next to no light, and and it's a, and it's a maze, and you have to find your way through. You can't see anything. Yep. Is there a trick I to had... it that I missed? Yeah, writing them down. No, um, <laughs> I had more trouble with the the vents, the vents in. Yes. Uh, oh, that one. one too. Oh no, no, sorry. In yeah, the medieval one. Yeah, that was just frustrating. It was. Yeah. I had it was just. There's actually an alchemy spell you can use to help you. It's called Game Facts. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Did that come to package with I your digital version? Once or twice. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, VG Maps something or VG Maps, I think it is. Oh yeah, yeah. That would work. They got a whole database of all the game maps for a bunch of different systems. I should have thought awesome. about cheating. I never. I always forget to cheat. I uh, see. <laughs> I got I got to the uh, the Ogwin Cave and it was. I tried it and I was like, fuck this. And I you lost the internet. I, I cheated on the Ogwin <laughs> Cave. He won. Yeah, yeah. I uh, yeah. I actually had uh, the strategy guide. I got the digital strategy guide. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Digital strategy guys get those all the time. We did it, you. Yeah, and uh, I, I I used it for the Ogden Cave, and based on how frustrating the Ogden Cave was, I just preemptively used it for the vents in uh, Gothica. Oh, yep. Oh, I'm man. so upset. I'm so yeah. upset. I mean, he probably Very got smart. that uh, strat that digital strategy guide right where I found my digital copy. Of the <laughs> <laughs> I did. Yeah, I did. I think so. Yeah, Darren actually imported the uh, Japanese repro card. <laughs> yeah, it uh, it was the most. It's the most frustrating part of that game, though. It's like everything else, you can sort of explore. You can see where you're going. You know what you're doing. And then it's like even the the Lost Woods. If every one of those areas had the mechanic, like in the Lost Woods, if you notice yeah, yeah. the little black owls. Yep. Um, I keep. Yep. I think it's Lost Forest, not Lost Woods. Lost Woods is Zelda. Yeah, um, but Dark, uh, Forest. Dark Forest. That's it. Um, so you can see these little owls, and they tell you when you're going the right way. So obviously, naturally, I go the wrong way every time first and explore it all, and then come back and go the right way. But uh, in that Oglin cave and in those vents, there's no hint. There's no clue. There's no, this is the direction. It's just Horrible. good luck. You know, Horrible. they give you a pat on the ass and tell you to go out there and be somebody. <laughs> Other than the jaw, the dog having to jump over the bridge, that was my least favorite part of the game. Yeah. Yeah, that, and there was a couple times when you had to take control of the dog, and you do it so infrequently through the game, or I did anyway, 
that if you yeah. don't know to do it or you don't remember to do it, it's uh, it could be frustrating. You're like, yeah, how do I get over there? I know There's I just... have to get over there. Yeah, there's just no way of knowing that you had to jump over that bridge. If they had one little tiny line or something, maybe. How did you remember? Uh, I didn't. I actually, on on the forums, Minotaur Zombie mentioned it. Right. And I was like, oh, thank God you said that because I've been running around like an idiot. (laughs) I knew because I played a crazy game called Secret of Mana that had the exact same mechanics as this game. Oh, really? Uh, That happened to I don't even remember that. Yeah, you can switch to party members. Oh, I knew I could switch. I just didn't know I could jump. No, not jump. You can't jump. Switching. I'm just wondering if anyone found one up inside the dark forest. No, I did not. I uh, no. I read about it afterwards, but uh, I did not find it. Do explain. It's just a, a hidden alchemy formula. It restores the boy's health completely. But it's uh, in, in the bottom left of the, the forest, which oh. is totally away from where the owls lead you. So. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't know there was owls. <laughs> so. You didn't see the little owls up in the trees? No, they probably blended in with the color, and I didn't yeah. see it. But they had eyes, yeah, and they did, moved. You did notice a lot in this game. I did and not. Before. Did you even not. play the same game? I did not. I got through that maze on my own. <laughs> wow. That's, that's pretty impressive. It was horrible. <laughs> I on my own. Terrible night. I did on my own, and I didn't find the uh, one-up spell. But... I was kind of using the, that digital strategy guide for the one-up spell because oh, I got lost in the forest. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. You know what I found out to follow the owls, and I'm like, I feel stupid. <laughs> I suppose yeah. if I was reading game facts while my dog was killing all the enemies and leveling me up, I guess I did. my game might have been different. And if you're using Crush. And Crush. <laughs> and Energize. That's uh. funny. Dude. Don't forget Energize. I love that. That was like game. the best spell ever. It was the best spell ever. Like, so I literally become. So I just put Energize and then throw a spear and then heal and then throw a spear and then throw a spear and then heal and Energize. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was the final boss. Yeah, you can't go wrong. That, the final boss, um, like. Which was cool. Carltron himself, when you're fighting yeah. like him on the rocket, I found it to be kind of disappointing. Yeah, I was disappointed yeah. as well. Parts of it were disappointing. Like, in comparison to... Because, like, fighting the raptors, that was a bit of a pain in the ass. And then you fight the uh, spinny things. Uh, Eye of Rimsala. Rimsala, yeah. They, uh, uh, I found if you stood in the bottom corner, there was a little nook that you could stand in, and they couldn't get you. Right. So I just let the dog kill them while I ate supper. And, uh, <laughs> um, so and you then, let your dog do all the work and you healed him. I, I'm serious. My dog, like, Einstein was a champ. And then when you I fight Magmar again. the dog being the hero of this game. <laughs> Should have named your dog Darren. <laughs> Shut up. That way I would have got that Darren is stupid joke earlier on. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah, so I, uh, and then you fight Magmar and I just spammed uh, 12 call beads on Magmar and killed him. Um, sorry about all the noise. I'm opening my Palutina amiibo. Um, that's the time to do that. Yeah, it is. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, if there's a time yep. and place for it, it has to be now. Yeah. <laughs> it and, showed uh, up. I must look at it. <laughs> and then uh, he comes out on that uh, the rocket, shooting other rockets at you, and uh, it's just really easy. Yeah. It's just dodge bazooka, dodge bazooka. Yeah. All right, yeah. I'm done. 
No more noise. Sorry about that. Unprofessional. <laughs> You're not judged. Yeah, whatever. Um, Kevin will. Yeah, I'll cut that part out anyway. Right. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. One the... thing I, I don't really get about the, the final boss, but I do enjoy it, is the huge spinal tap speaker set yeah. behind it. Yeah, what is that? What about? is oh, that? Yeah. That was cool. I don't know. It, you like, cool. it goes up to 11. <laughs> it was <Yeah>. cool. <laughs> but look, but weird. your hand's not cool if it doesn't go up to 11. That's right. <laughs> it's not powerful <laughs> enough to show your stage. This one goes our up stage to 10. Shows. <laughs> but yeah. ours go up to 11. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that last one, I mean, it, it was creative how they did it. And uh, I liked even more at the end. Uh, I don't want to spoil it for people who are going to play it when Carltron comes out and he's like, you think that's it? I'm going to destroy you now! And then uh, Professor Ruffelberg just comes up behind him and, and handles it. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, uh, I kind of spoiled the game. A little too late for that one. Yeah, I mean, he turns him <laughs> we off. We kind of spoiled the whole thing. <laughs> he spoiled yeah. Should we be putting spoiler alerts on the start of these? I don't think so. If at the, at this point, if you're listening to this show, uh, you know we're going to talk about the, we, we can't. What we're going to do for two hours? We don't talk about the game spoiling it. You know what I mean? True. Sorry, we're going yep. to spoil like, the twenty year old game. It's not like I'm sitting here telling people that uh, <laughs> that that uh, Daenerys Targaryen dies. Like, come on. Let's play this new RPG next <laughs> month that comes out next week. <laughs> that, like, spoil it. I will go. To wherever it is you are at the sea at the point at the point in time, throw a crab on the deck of your boat and challenge you to a sailor. I said that, and Darren's jaw just dropped, and he stared at the screen. He was like, "What just fucking happened?" <laughs> Tyrion becomes king if you didn't know. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, Australia gets all the shows uh, three days in advance because they've yeah. they've they mastered the time travel. Or something. I don't know how that works. Mr. Mancher's actually recording this from the TARDIS. <laughs> the view's nice. But, yeah, <laughs> um, so, I mean, anything else on gameplay? I mean, they... You wanted to mention the stamina thing, I think. Ah, it's not that big a deal. You run and you stand... In, in, Ever, or in, in Secret of Mana, as you would run and use the sprint ability, it would level up as well and let you sprint for longer periods of time. It really? does not le- yeah. It does not level uh, up in this. So uh, you're constantly I just up. matched the button. Little thing here. Me little too. Little thing here. If you have a fully charged level 3 weapon, yeah. And you run with the weapon charged, yeah. You can run infinitely as long as you're on that screen. Okay. Really? You don't run into anything. Yeah. Not even kidding. Didn't know that. What if you have energy? I found that out halfway through the game and I'm like well, I wish I knew this before I ran across the giant desert. Oh, the desert, yeah. Desert. Yep. Did anybody did anybody grind out the 10,000 jewels to buy the Amulet of Annihilation? No. No? No. I had them already. Wow. Was that the only way to get it? I, th- I thought no, I had you can get. you can get them. Well, I just, I was beating up the giant sailor dudes and the mad monk uh, right outside right. the dude's cave. You, you were letting your dog level up for you while you, uh... <laughs> no, I did, I actually did that because you have to keep going in and out or something because they don't respawn right away. <laughs> and you have, like, the Oglin fight where they keep throwing them at you. Yoshi was, was typing his, Yoshi was typing up his report on voodoo economics and just had his dog killing everything. <laughs> 
<laughs> but the funny part was with that part, I'd come back and the game would just freeze with him just sit, sitting there staring at me like, what? What are you doing? He'd <laughs> come back, turn my TV on, he's just staring at me. <laughs> They're all staring at me, the monsters are staring at me, the guys are staring at me, they're doing nothing. You should probably get some more sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well let's take a minute to talk about little guy that I like to call Jeremy Soul. And that's because that's his so name. So good. So good. He is a good man. For those of you who don't know, this is the composer for Secret of Evermore. Actually, this is the first game he ever worked on. And looking at his rap sheet, this boy has worked on a lot of games. Um, some of them include some big games like Metal Gear Solid and uh, World of Warcraft. Really? Quest, Skyrim. Skyrim. I think Elder Scrolls 3. <laughs> Morrowind. Yeah, Morrowind. Morrowind. Soundtrack. Yeah, Putt Putt Travels Through Time. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of big ones. What was that last one again? Putt putt travels through time. If there was ever was... a moment for a cricket sound effect, it was that one. <laughs> That's his claim to fame, though. But yeah. Um, anyway, the soundtrack in this game, amazing. He, in high school, said he wanted video games to be more atmospheric. They, they should have been portraying things that they weren't. So he made up his own sort of demo. Sent it to Square. He also sent it to... Uh, um, Lucas Arts, who was doing uh, uh, the Disney games, I believe. <laughs> but anyway, um, and Square was like, "Yeah, this guy's great." They brought him in for S Square USA, and was like, "Make this soundtrack," which was amazing. I think you can actually get the CD for it, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it includes, uh, I think, six orchestrally arranged pieces, which are pretty cool as well. Really, I gotta get awesome. the soundtrack. Awesome. So yeah, let's hear your guys' thoughts on the soundtrack. Just one more note about the actual city. It's pretty rare, I think. So it's just like $30 or so at least. Holy shit. At least oh, really? last time I checked, yeah. If only there were a digital version available somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. Darren will find it. Yeah. Darren's already got it. Sure there it is. <laughs> Darren's got it, yeah. It came with the digital version. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bundle, man. You got the strategy guide, you get the game, and you get the soundtrack. You get it all for one price. That is a great Free. deal. Free. But yeah, I love this soundtrack. I felt it very atmospheric. You know, boss fights were very engaging because of it. Uh, I just anyway, I loved it overall. How about you, P1? What are your thoughts on the soundtrack? I love it. Uh, right from the intro, this intro is arguably in my top ten intro scenes. Like the it's music, a good intro. it's uh, it's very Terminator esque. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, yeah. It's 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 creepy. It's it's scarier than Resident Evil Four. Um, Boom. It's uh, <laughs> that's a bit much. <laughs> sorry, sorry, <laughs> but uh, it's it's such that's a good use. Resident Evil 4. What was that? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it uh, it's such a good use of the music because it's not like loud and in your face. You know what I mean? You're walking through the worlds and it's just sort of in the background, but the music feels organic. Like it feels like it belongs where you're at. Um, and then the boss fights, you know, obviously ramp it up a little bit. But, uh, like, each world's music is different, and it has its own feel, and it really draws you into that world. Like, when you when you first start exploring uh, Prehistoria, it's like you're there, because it's almost like there are times when it's, like, it's almost like there's no music at all, and you just hear, like, uh, like uh, things chirping in the background. Like, it's like you're in an actual jungle. It feels uh, just so... 
So was, good. It was good. It's uh, it's good. <laughs> I think you liked it. <laughs> I mean, the man's pedigree speaks for it all. He's a master of what he does. Put Putz uh, International, whatever it was. <laughs> Do you see his picture on Wikipedia? <laughs> that is a brooding musician. <laughs> brooding genius. He is a genius. I mean, like, like I, I mostly know him from his work in the Sky in the Elder Scrolls series, particularly Morrowind, which is, which I'd argue is his best work. But Secret of Evermore, I like to imagine it would work really well for a 16-bit Elder Scrolls game. Like, it just, mm. it, it's very atmospheric. It gets you in the mood. I kind of saw this on Twitter. Uh, I felt like the soundtrack would have been perfectly in place in a Metroid game. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Especially the boss themes. They yeah. were, they were Metroid boss themes. Yeah, definitely. I completely agree. Very atmospheric, yeah. Really good. I won't. I can't necessarily say I remember every single song, but I do know that it all sounded really good, and it always felt fitting for wherever it played. That's yeah. the thing. That's the thing. It helped but, you into the game, right? I was going to say, because I know we had kind of talked about this, or we're going to talk about it, but not necessarily all the sound in this game fits. Oh, do, do go into it. Well, there's a particular sound effect of a squashing noise whenever you uh, kill certain enemies. <laughs> uh, it kind of kills the mood. The cartoonish, in some yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah, that is car- That's a good description of a cartoonish. I like it, it though. I, I liked the reward of getting that sound when you kill those friggin' mosquitoes that are buzzing around. That's oh, squish sound. Like, yeah. Yeah, I started making that sound around the host as I killed insects. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I want. I'd love to hear from our uh, our resident audiophile. What did uh, What did you think yeah. of the soundtrack, uh, Sean? It's amazing. I agree with everything you said, um, and I agree with everything Darren said as well. The guy is just amazing. I mean, he must have been seventeen years old when he first sent that demo in. Yeah, and to uh, go on to release a soundtrack that is considered by a lot of people to be one of the best on the Super Nintendo is just insane. I mean, yeah, you know, that's huge. Yeah, um, so atmospheric and the way he used uh, just the sound effects to complement the music—it's just great. When you does can... this mean we're, you're going to cover one of his one of the songs from this game? Is that confirmed, Ooh. Sean? Uh, I've been—you th- know the uh, the theme when you're in the, the inn in Nobilia? That's yeah. like the Spanish guitar one. I'm yeah. thinking about doing that. Yeah, Ooh, you like should. It. You should. I'd love yeah. to hear your take on it. Thanks, man. It, uh, to put this game, to put this soundtrack in categories with, like, I mean, think, just think of the Super Nintendo. Uh, A Link to the Past, Super Metroid, Super Mario World, Final Fantasy 2 and 3. Um, yep. Chrono oh, Trigger. Chrono Trigger. I was going to say, man, I know, you, I know yeah. we have our different thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> I was just looking at my shelf and Chrono Trigger, I started at the end. <laughs> it, uh... It's incredible that a game that was made by, you know, Squaresoft USA's only game done by a guy who was a teenager. You know what I mean? And he's up there with Koji Kondo. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. It's good. Uh, yeah, and he's not just relying on, the, no offense to Koji Kondo, that he's done in the past. <laughs> yeah. It, even Yasunori Mitsuda, who did uh, Chrono Trigger, he doesn't do as much anymore but jeremy soul is probably the number one uh video game composer right now and has been for maybe the past five years at least wow so 
to make yeah. a statement like I want video games to be more atmospheric, you know, like he did it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How many yeah. people can say this is my dream and then they actually achieve that dream? Yep. And he's still working on stuff right now. Like that's that's amazing. Yeah. Hmm. What about you, Yoshi? Do you like the uh, the soundtrack? Oh yeah, the soundtrack I felt really hurt help to uh, immerse me in that game world which because sure. if the soundtrack's crap I'm like you end up muting your TV <laughs> yeah it, it, and then the game is just not as enjoyable at least for mm-hmm. me with the TV's mute and there's like I don't know but the, it, it had a good soundtrack the game had a mm-hmm. really good soundtrack and all the worlds felt like they should like, it actually felt like I was going through each of these worlds. Yeah, but, I think that's what makes it different to a lot of the other soundtracks mm-hmm. from that time is uh, they're not just, like, themes that, you know, melodies that you you remember. They're, they actually really represent the, the place the places you're in. Like, in Prehistorica, right. yep. there, uh, you know, there's lots of drums going on and that kind of thing. Good um, point. Yeah. It's not just some symphonic piece. Like, right. say, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I love Chrono Trigger, but I don't really think that all the themes in that represent the actual environment you're in. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. They just had a list of, of ones they could choose from. You just put them wherever yeah. they wanted kind of thing. Yeah. Darren really nailed it when he referenced Super Metroid. Because Super, yeah. yeah. Super Metroid is the same. You know when you're in the different worlds based yeah. on the music. And yeah. this I'd has that same a hack where someone takes out the Super Metroid soundtrack and just throws this one in. Because I think it oh. totally... You sync up per- almost perfectly. I think you're right. You should check your digital store. That might already exist. Yeah, there might be a mod for that. <laughs> <laughs> digital store. It has, uh, it has a workshop. Dude. Dude. <laughs> Actually, while the digital we're store has everything, about man. that, there everything. are a number of uh, mods for uh, the digital version of this game. Really? Yeah, yeah the two-player mod. mod is pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, let's, let's, you play, let's yeah. another player plays the dog, which makes the game a lot easier. Cool. Especially cool. in the last parts where you get the uh, toaster dog and someone always has control of him. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. And there's yeah. also like a rebalance mod that uh, rebalances damage values and uh, I believe it's also just uh, different statistics, different enemies and bosses as well as uh, where items are located. Okay. Cool. 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 A two-player mod would be neat. It's a shame it didn't have two-player mode. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of glad it didn't because there were situations when I felt like we got better AI out of it though. We yeah. did. That yeah. dog is awesome. Compared to Secret of Mana too, where you're and where or Secret of Mana, where your allies would get stuck on walls or everything. Like I oh, felt yeah. like your dog never had that. The and only time I ever felt hindered by that was the uh, the geyser part in the volcano. Yeah. Where when you, you go up and then slide uh, right. down, yeah. and you'd have to wait. But that was the only time, and it was yeah. very minor. So. Yeah, the AI for the dog was was exceptional. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Well, we sort of covered most of the graphics, but I guess you could talk about how it is all sprites and Dude. and even though it's sprites, there's so much character to them that it actually you still get swept into it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's gorgeous. Yep. It, I mean, it, I, I'm hard pressed to find Super Nintendo games that I don't think are gorgeous other than Earthbound. Um. <laughs> Earthbound is gorgeous in its own way. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> That's charming. what you say to an ugly child, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's harsh. Yeah. Oh, my. 
It's the inside that counts. Yeah, I, the only thing I usually say to ugly children is, "Mark, can you go ask mom what's her supper?" Oh. <laughs> I love yeah. It's cold, cold. Yeah. heavy. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's gorgeous. I don't know what else to say. I because I jumped the I jumped the shark there and talked about it's... the uh, the dog. But that's all right. We can jump right into our lasting impressions then. Actually, can I just say that I love the use of Mode 7 in this game, particularly for when you travel the world using the different vehicles. Yeah. I really I really enjoyed how those looked. It yeah, did. You... I, I don't know. Yeah. I, uh... I'm a sucker for a classy Mode 7 map transition or just traveling like in Final Fantasy 3 or 6. As we live yeah. in the modern era, we can call them by their real numbers now, player one. I think six is the only one that I really like that in. I felt I got it's six and four. I, I always liked how the overworld looked in, uh, like in a Terra Enigma or in uh, yeah. Secret of Mana when you're on the dragon. I always liked how that looked. I don't know why I never was. I'm too a sucker high. for that effect. I wish more RPGs had something like that. If they had a good map, I, I like it, which is why I liked it in six. But. Uh... Anyway, I get turned around. You didn't good. need a good map in this because you could clearly tell this is the bug muck, this is the chessboard. Yeah, is... I don't know. Keep in mind, I can't see yeah. color. The only uh. thing I could see was the damn chessboard. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I guess that would make it harder. It was a little rougher on me, but that's all right. That's just me. I uh, I'm not a huge fan of Mode Seven, but I did enjoy. I agree with Darren. It did look really good. Like your sprite itself looked ex- exceptionally good in those scenes. Yeah. What I liked was just the immense detail that went into the all the sprite work in the game. Like it just overall everything looked phenomenal. I didn't run into anything that I thought looked ugly while playing it. That's a good point. Yeah, nothing nothing looked bad. It all looked yes. really yeah. meticulously constructed. Yeah, that's true. Because like I my TV see most of the pixels and stuff, and it's all like excellent sprite work. I would say with Excellent the straight work. There's one exception that I think, and that's just the last boss, the uh, the butler yeah. on that rocket. That's the only yeah. thing. Yeah. Other than that, I thought that was funny. I yeah, I think was, I laughed at it. <laughs> Which is usually what happens when I get to the final boss, and it's a week. It's a week, but yeah. Fun uh, fun fact about that guy is I had nightmares about that sprite for some reason when I was a child. <laughs> really? That's yeah. Not- Price. Probably his dad drove a rocket for work. <laughs> <laughs> you had nightmares about that guy, but not Mongola. No, that thing no. was scary. Isn't yeah, Mongola was oh, yeah. scary. When that when that appears in the like when that appears yeah. in the background in the menagerie, he's like, "What the fuck just what just happened?" <laughs> that, that guy is pretty creepy, actually. But but yeah, for some reason, as a kid, like I got in my subconscious. I don't know why. Fun fact. <laughs> Before we get into lasting impressions, was there anything else that anybody else wanted to bring up? Um, not about gameplay, but um, have you? I just wanted to ask: Have you guys seen uh, the commercial that was run? No, when this game was released. No, but there's a the commercial for this. Yeah, uh, I've got a link if you guys want to check it out later yes. or something. Yeah, Please. even definitely. though my computer will freeze, I want to see it. <laughs> it's got a. Uh, some really cool like hand-drawn animations that go along with it of uh, the enemies especially in the bug muck which is pretty cool is there is the dog drawn too because I see one here that yeah the wolf oh my god I gotta watch this so if I freeze just forgive me don't watch it right now it's only yeah, 30 seconds 
You're going to freeze, and then the show's going to have to be canceled. Who will help us transition to the next section? We won't know what to talk about. This looks awesome. you got to check this out. Did you already click it? I'm already watching it. I I linked it in there. Oh, my God. That dog transition is awesome. This is the point when... uh... Oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. If I would have saw this commercial, I would have went and bought it. I would as a kid. I would watch the like, show. That yeah, there should be a show. Amazing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Whoa, his face just came out of his face. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know there was a commercial. This translates really well to a, a audio format. <laughs> <laughs> we just described the whole thing. It's good. Oh my goodness. It's I great, am going man. to buy this game it's right great. now again. <laughs> awesome. That's incredible. Uh, that's great. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. 15-year-old P1, go buy that game again. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Buy two copies. Yeah. That was a great commercial. That is a great I don't remember commercial. that at all. Yeah. <sighs> wow. That's that... actually, if you see the uh, the name of the uploader, that's actually uh, the nickname of the lead programmer of Secret of Evermore. His name's Brian Fedrell. And... Uh, they came up with a little in-joke called It's Bill's Fault Whenever Anything Went Wrong With The Game. Ah, no way. Yeah. That is so cool. That was, you just, you are the new P2. <laughs> <laughs> what am I say, then? I was going to say, you might be replacing can, Dean. Can I, can I be Ness Romancer? <laughs> Did anybody else I'll share some after the ending? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It says It's Bill's Fault at the end. If you wait forever, <laughs> that yeah. was so. That's a great commercial. I can't believe I never knew that existed. We should really start doing some research for these shows. I know, <laughs> but it's fun learning about a show like this. Yeah. But anyway, we should get into our lasting impressions before our listeners stop listening and go to YouTube. Um, <laughs> so uh, we'll go uh, from uh, clockwise here, Darren. Clockwise. Give us oh, your okay. lasting impressions. Uh, we're not in the fucking same room. Would you recommend this? To, uh... I actually want to That's hear Yoshi's thoughts first because my Skype is almost at its time out. Okay, let's so go I'm, Yoshi. I'm starting at Yoshi. Oh, uh, I really liked the game. I had a lot of fun playing it. Uh, it went from a game that I just looked at on my shelf like, should I play you? <laughs> Eh, whatever, you can wait. To a game that, like, I enjoyed playing. Eh, I don't know. Um, but I would play the game again. But if I do play it again, I'm gonna use alchemy instead of just spearing everything to death. Mm. Just so it's, like, a somewhat a different experience. Plan. Yeah, it would Pretty be. Pretty much, you can give it a completely different experience by changing how you play it. For sure. And, yeah. uh... But I probably won't do that anytime soon because I have too many games that want me to play them. <laughs> you got Mario Sunshine to worry about. <laughs> and a couple other hundred games. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, how about you, Sean? I just love the game. I, I play it probably at least once every year, just from beginning to completion. I, I, I think it's a mix of nostalgia. Yeah, it, it's a mix of nostalgia and just an awesome game it just you know it calls me back every once in a while something occasionally reminds me of it and yeah i just go back to it and play through it again i definitely recommend it to pretty much anyone who uh um 
how how should I put this? Has more than fifteen minutes to sit down and play a game. <laughs> right on. Yeah. That's anyone. <laughs> no. <laughs> Make it sixteen minutes. Yeah. Oh, Darren and his Darren and his mic are back. Oh, yep. Anyone? It's uh, it's like we're inside the subwoofer. Oh God, I apologize. I'm not sure why this is happening. <laughs> And that is why The Wind in the Willows is my favorite movie. <laughs> is it calm right. down now? Is uh, the storm over? Yeah, it is better, yes. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> I love it. All right, P1, you go ahead. We'll save Darren for last. Okay. This, uh, <laughs> this game, I remembered it fondly as a child, and I was really worried going into this month playing it, that it wouldn't hold up to nostalgia, and I can safely say that without the nostalgia effects, or as little of it as I can much of it as I can draw off it still holds up, it was fun, it was atmospheric, uh, it was a little bit challenging, as far as RPGs go for anybody who is not comfortable with them, or uh, hasn't played a lot of them, it requires very little grinding after the first world Mm. Um, almost none. I don't think I grinded at all after the first world. I just carried on my way. And it is very easy to pick up. Um, it is not flawless. There are some problems with it. Uh, requiring a map in some of the, the mazes mm. would be beneficial. But in this day and age of uh, digital uh, availability, you can Cheating. quickly find uh, those things that you need to get through it. And uh, I, there are occasions when lining up the attack... I mean, it's for the most part, it's very good, but there are occasions when it, it might seem like it's a little bit off. Um, but it's not... It's I didn't find it noticeable enough to make a difference. It was just once or twice that I, I was like, oh, I think that, that should have hit, and it didn't. And most of the time, it was me pulling the trigger too soon, getting antsy. Um, I loved it. Uh, I am so happy to have played it for the club. I'm so happy to have beaten it. And I will easily play this game again. It will happily stay on my shelf. And uh, it was just, it was an incredible ride. I, from, I, after playing this game, I feel a lot like Dusty McDuff in the attack, in the attack of the vampire people. Oh boy. <laughs> I remember way too many of those. This not be healthy. It was just so, uh, so I, I had so much fun playing it and talking about it on the forums and tweeting about it as it was happening and then coming here and talking about it to you guys. I liked it so much, I'm excited for other people to listen to the podcast and hopefully hear how excited we are about it, or I am anyway, <laughs> and make them want to at least try it or, you know, play it. Um, I'm thinking about sending a copy to Rambox, even though he hates RPGs and he has no time <laughs> to play them, and I don't think he can play North American games. I'm still thinking about sending him a copy. <laughs> just so can we can find a way. All you have to do is open it up and put it in a Japanese cartridge. Oh, there you go. <laughs> well, you, could, uh, you could get the digital edition. Yeah, the, that's right. The digital edition is also available. Or digital it's, download. Because I, I think he would really dig the humor in this game. I really do. Yeah, I can see that. But uh, I loved it. I would definitely recommend it to other people. And at the end of the game, um, Camilla Bluegarden says, uh, so what happens to Evermore now? And the answer is, uh, it lives on uh, in us uh, during replays and talking about it with friends oh and uh, at the end of the game it says the end with a question mark if you wait to the very very end and mm -hmm. Square Enix if you're listening I'm sure you probably are at this point um, this game needs a sequel and 
You're already shifting over to action combat for all your other franchises. This has it. You yeah. gave us a fucking Final Fantasy VII remake. Give us Secret of Evermore 2. Next E3. Secret <laughs> of Evermore. Well, they did bring back uh, the, the Mana series. Yeah, on so. Like, I would love to see a remake. Be careful what you wish for. You put it on the Vita. Give me a reason to stop using it as my doorstop. Oh, boy. Oh. So, yeah. Darren, what did you think of I Secret of Evermore? Vita. And you're using the well, doorstop. <laughs> I think uh, I think Secret of Evermore does carry over. It is very much built upon the foundation of Secret of Mana, and it's very clear from the get-go. The gameplay systems, while different, are still very similar. Mm-hmm. And I'm not crazy about that system. As someone who primarily plays action RPGs, I don't think it's necessarily satisfying in that regard. Mm-hmm. But I do really enjoy the alchemy system. I enjoy gathering equipment. It makes exploration feel worth it because you're always finding something. And mm-hmm. if you're using alchemy, you always have something to use it towards. True. And I really do like some of the... I love the music that we talked about earlier. The graphics are phenomenal. It has a very silly, offbeat story that's a nice change of pace from other RPGs of the same era. And at the end of the day, you get to play through a wacky adventure, going through different worlds... And you get a bazooka from the main character of Final Fantasy IV. What more do you want? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. hard to top that. I will say, though, that talking about it here with you guys made me appreciate the game more, though. Oh, good. Uh, so I was worried I'd be like I'd be harshing on everyone's uh, happiness about the game, especially <laughs> P1s. But I'm glad to see that we can also agree on similar points of contention, yeah. like uh, some of the mazes. Yeah. Darren, does this mean your three-word review might change? It is... It is good. It's now three-word It's okay. It is good. Before we get into three-word reviews, we've got to hear your lasting impressions, P2. Oh, me? Um, You're part of the show. I love this game as a kid. Uh, I love it now. I am shocked at how well it held up. Um, I am upset that Square USA only got the one shot. Um, Just think, if they were still around, we could have had a Secret of Evermore 2. Yeah. Is but. it wrong that I'm more upset that there wasn't a cartoon now because after seeing that commercial? Yeah, <laughs> no shit, hey? Like, that would have been awesome. I'm starting a Secret of Evermore cartoon Kickstarter. Yeah. Oh, I can't yeah. animate no, and I don't own the rights. More. <laughs> <laughs> that way you don't get sued. Yeah, Squaresoft is really uh, good about letting people use uh, their copyright uh, material. Something like ever bad happened to a fan project by a Square Enix game, especially none relating to Chrono. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Perfect. So what? let's uh, let's do three word review. All right, let's do it. So uh, it's a new thing we started last episode or two episodes ago. We're doing a three word review. We got a lot more on Twitter this time. We finally attached a hashtag to it to make it easier to find them. <laughs> so uh, you want to start at the top and I'll go to the bottom, maybe? I'm just gonna go right from the bottom and read right through. All right, I'll start at the top then. Okay. You just, just... want to read them all? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. I'll just read them all because that you're gonna need time to think of yours, I imagine. That is true. Um, so the first one is from Cartridge Canuck, and he actually got uh, three of them in there. So uh, his three-word reviews are still being shipped, highly anticipate playing, thanks Canada Post. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Um, Steven Eider, at Steven Eider, said, uh, really big desert. <laughs> Um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers said this rookie fullback uh, winning the starting job Bell wins the number three wide receiver job and that's when I realized I chose a poor hashtag <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Rip from the NARC podcast said never played it 
That's a fair review. Yeah. Uh, so then the next one was Darren. So Darren, I'm going to let you just give us yours because you changed it. I so, originally said it is okay, and now I'm changing it to it is good. <laughs> and uh, the next up, we had Duke from Retro Nonsense. And I think Duke might have been trolling us a little bit because Duke said it probably sucks. <laughs> uh, that was followed by J Rock, and uh, J Rock's was uh, McFly and Hooch. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah. And then we have uh, actually, you know what, Nestor Mancer, I'm going to let you give us yours. Uh, did I write one? Yeah, you wrote <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mana Crybabies. Oh, yeah, that's it. It's <laughs> so it. true. There's so many apologists for that game. <laughs> and then Yoshi's was next. So, Yoshi, you can tell us yours. Uh, better than Mana. Excellent. Good choice. True. Uh, Brandon from at Jav, J-A-V-G-B-1. It stands for just another video game blog, but it's at JavGB1. He wrote uh, Excellence from Podunk. Mm. Well said. Uh, like Ryan it. Gorman from It's Rocket Sauce, sorry, at It's Rocket Sauce, wrote uh, Ratchet and Clank Rules. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lucklight, that was the person who uh, mentioned the. Uh, I mentioned him earlier in the show. I can't even remember what we're talking about now. Yeah, Look, put a picture. Forest, I think. Maybe. Yeah, the picture, that's right, yeah. So Lucklight wrote uh, Incredible Audio Ambience, mm. uh, which I agree with 100%. Well said. That's pretty accurate. Mm-hmm. And then uh, uh, M. Alistair, at, at Malistair, uh, he wrote, uh, that's Mark from uh, a local uh, game store. Oh, he that's wrote, weird. Yeah, he wrote Better Than Mana as well. And uh, John Payne, uh, who is <laughs> a, like this one. a notorious fan of uh, Earthbound, get told us that uh, it was piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Darren's initially said it is okay, and to that, Low Burton from yeah. At Nintendo responded with her three-word review of Darren is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> well I appreciate that. <laughs> and that is all of them. Oh, there was one that just came in uh, as we were recording, so I'm just going to do the search again and make sure I get it. Minotaur Zombie did one, too. I didn't see that. Wow. Yeah, it it was transforming expressive dog. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's oh. an expressive that? three word review. I remember yeah. reading that. Why isn't it here? Huh. I don't know. It's on mine, but and uh, and spot. To Tony Brazel, he's at Brazel the Gamer. He wrote uh, for his three word review. I don't have it. Hmm. <laughs> 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 ah, we'll let it in. <laughs> So P uh, P one or sorry P two on P one. What's your uh, three word review for Secret of Evermore? Um, I'm really not good at these. It turns out this was yeah. my idea that I and stole it, and I stole. Yeah, I'm <laughs> no good at it. Say yeah. I liked it. Uh, let's go with. Um... Help! I'm colorblind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. I I, I liked it a lot. I'll go with, um... Wow. Uh, so just so you know, you came up with the idea. You've had months to think about. it. Oh, how about shouldn't be secret? How about that? Because it's a gem, right? Yeah. Uh, oh, like and that. on that, it originally did, wasn't called Secret of Evermore. It was just called Evermore. 
Oh, really? Ah, they yeah, added it's... secret to try and cash yeah. in on the mana. Exactly, like, exactly. Love it. Uh, this game would be viewed so much differently, I think, if they had just stuck to that. I don't yeah, think it, it would, because it's so closely tied gameplay-wise. Yeah. Yeah, people would make the relation anyway, I guess. Especially because yeah. it has the exact same menu system of the, uh, the ring true. menus. That's true, yeah. And it's not like that was co super common. Mm -hmm. Nope. Um... Yeah. Uh, my three-word review is, uh, I beat it. Ah, that's a good one. <laughs> that, uh, that alone. Where the Final Fantasy picture is bad fair. This is a good one. My own experience is like, oh, I like how Nestermancer instantly went to masturbation. Yeah, there we go. Secret of Mana. Um, that's our three-word review, I guess. Did you like the game's length at all? Uh, I it took me about I want to say nine to twelve hours to beat it. Oh, I don't even remember. I was around nine myself. I just wanted to throw that out there, for, yeah. especially for recommending it. It it's not that substantial of a game, yeah. so it'd be a lot of time to play it. Yeah, it's it's very doable in under ten hours. And if you were following a walkthrough, because this is a game that you could follow the walkthrough and still enjoy the game, because the oh, yeah. dialogue is such a big part of it, and the yeah. searching for ingredients is such a big part of it. Well, unless you play it like me and over-level everything. That's true, and yeah. And spend uh, way more time than probably the rest of you spend <laughs> on it. Yeah, yeah. if you cheat and hack the game, then yeah, it's... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't cheat and hack the game. Mm -hmm. I exploited the game and walked away. <laughs> Multiple times. <laughs> well, guys, I want to thank all three of you for being here. Um... I was looking forward to this all day long. I had a Red Bull and a beer to make sure that I was properly uh, leveled <laughs> off for the uh, the excitement that I was feeling. And uh, so I'm going to give you this opportunity to tell everybody where they can find you, pitch your shows, your 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 Twitters, your uh, um, escort services, and uh, oh boy. let them know. <laughs> so uh, let's start with uh, with Darren. Darren, tell everybody where they can find you and uh, what your channel's about and uh, all that good stuff. Well, you can find my channel at The Gaming Pilgrimage on YouTube. I cover, like you said at the very beginning of this podcast, I cover RPG-related videos. Uh, I just finished up this week code retrospective. I'm going to be starting the longest retrospective on my channel, which will probably kill me, which is, is the uh, Shimigami Tensei retrospective. So, oh Are you going to do, like, Persona and the regular Shimigami? I will be doing every single game that is tied to the series that has received a Western release. Holy crap. Oh, are you going to do that J-pop uh, music video that they talked about? I have had several today? conversations about this, and most people seem to think it counts, even though I say it doesn't have Shimigami Tensei in the title, but people still tell me shut up and review it. So, <laughs> you'd be amazed how many people want me to recover that. I'm like, I'm going to not have a fun time through this. Uh, so yeah, you can find me there. I have my own podcast, like we said at the beginning, at the Gaming Pilgrimage Podcast, which is a podcast I do with myself and two friends. You can find it on iTunes or Podomatic. And if you want to find me on Twitter, I'm at Gaming Pilgrim. And yeah, that's about it for me. Thanks as always for having me, fellas. It's a good time. I just remembered the name that I thought was Luke. It's Brock. Yes. <laughs> You're close. It's I'll not. let him know that. It's not, it's not Brock? No, it's Brock. Oh, okay. I'll let him know that you, that you said... Uh, oh, that I, that I thought he was your, your companion, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yoshi. Uh, uh, you can pretty much just find me on Twitter. 
I haven't been tweeting as much as I used to, mainly because I've been too busy with school and working and blah, blah, blah. It's award <laughs> season too, right? And uh, so I imagine a lot of uh, actresses are calling on you for your services. What? <laughs> what services? Yeah, Yoshi can I be seen as the take line for his gigolo service can be it's dangerous to go alone. That's right. Take nice. Yoshi. I like it. <laughs> yeah, Yoshi can be seen as uh, plenty of arm candy on the red carpet. <laughs> Yoshi escorts. It's dangerous to go alone. Oh, jeez. That's. <laughs> I'm gonna refrain from making any tongue jokes here. <laughs> it's, it's, it's dangerous to go alone. Come with me. Thanks for being here, Yoshi. <laughs> what, what? what is that? What is happening? Since when did this happen? This news to me. About three seconds ago. <laughs> uh, last and certainly not least, Nestromancer, thank you for bringing this game up um, and very quickly convincing me to make it a club game. So let everybody know where they can find you, what your channel's about. Uh, no problem. I'm glad we could play through it. And uh, you can find me on YouTube at Nesromancer or NES Romancer. I cover uh, <laughs> I cover um, pretty much well, music from every uh, every generation of gaming, but um, mainly the eight and sixteen bit generations in uh, mostly uh, heavy metal style. But I do have a disco song up if if anyone wanted to check that out. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Nest Romancer and Facebook at the Nest Romancer. And uh, I just wanted to uh, announce one thing: um, exclusive news on the podcast. Um, yeah, I haven't been around for a bit, uh, as many many of you would have seen but um i just finished my first novel so what yeah. no way yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the, no it's the, a musical the, novel the what do you think it is yeah the it's about uh these four little guys that take a ring into a mountain it's it's really good what <laughs> <laughs> oh it has i read it what do you mean Oh, I didn't write one. I, re I read one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you what? fucked it up. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> That's the best reason for like a channel delay ever. It's like, yeah, it's reading you guys. Get real. Like, I'm sorry. I was busy. No, it was a joke that you fucked up. Way to go, one. Yes. But jokes on me. I can't actually read. So. <laughs> We all lose. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> um, Summoner uh, for the PlayStation 2. 
It's actually a really what? early release on the PlayStation awesome. 2. Yes, that's I suggested that one. Yes. Not many people know about it, uh, except for Nestromancer. Um, he's read the manual. <laughs> Digital edition. Yeah. 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 Great game. Um, yeah, it's an amazing game. Doesn't get enough love. So thanks for having me. See you later, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh no uh, we're playing super mario sunshine it's to celebrate august and and summer so that should be good can i play galaxy instead uh sure go ahead thanks i'd rather play uh, a better game wait are you on next month's podcast no not that oh, I know yeah, of. Go ahead. am i on the podcast <laughs> well, let's find out 